Hello everyone, welcome back to my podcast, Little Mind Chats. Minds are little, not our thoughts. I'm your host, Siona Vikram. We're back with Mara, but to speak about sustainability. Hi Mara, welcome back. Hello Siona, it's lovely to be back on your podcast. It's great to have you back. You've been very vocal about sustainability. Can you tell me more about what exactly you're working towards? With pleasure. So as we discussed in the previous episode, I was writing a series of books for children on money and equality and financial literacy more broadly so that kids could learn all about where money comes from, how can we save it so that it can grow, what are the things we need to consider and plan for when we are spending it, and to be aware that whenever we spend our money, we need to know where our money is going because that has a huge impact on our world. If we are giving our money to companies that are doing good things for the planet, that's great. But what if our money is going to companies that are not doing such great things for the planet and for people? And so we need to ask those questions. And then I wanted to make sure that children understand why their money choices are so important. What is it that our planet needs? What is it that our world needs? So we need to know what the world's to-do list is if we want to make choices that can contribute to solving those problems. And that's why I decided to write the fifth book of my series, which is this one, A Smart Way to Start Doing Good, which explains the 17 sustainable development goals to children in really, really easy terms. And I wanted kids to be able to learn their SDGs like their ABC. So that was the challenge I gave myself. And the reason I I gave myself this challenge was the following. I was working in finance and everybody talks a lot about sustainable investing, But when you ask people, what are the 17 sustainable development goals? Not many people know them. How can we solve them if we don't know what it is we're solving for? If we need 26 letters to write every line, we need 17 SDGs to solve all the world's problem. And we should know them just like the alphabet. I wrote a little rhyme. And if you allow me, I'd love to read that little rhyme that summarizes the 17 SDGs. It's been put to song as well by a lovely uh, Canadian artist of Rwandan origin uh, so that kids can learn it like a little song. So the poem goes, no one ever should be poor nor be hungry evermore, nor be ill without good care. So life is better everywhere. Children need to go to school and equal treatment is the rule. Everywhere you go, you'd see clean water and clean energy. With decent jobs, life's more fun, so growth is good for everyone. Infrastructure is the key to lower inequality. Let's build more sustainably our cities and communities. Choosing wisely when we buy means our planet will not die. Save the oceans and the seas, the animals and all the trees, And for our world to live in peace, let's all be good partners, please. So there you go. Once you know that little rhyme by heart, you know all of your SDGs in the right order. 
So that's my hope that kids can learn the sustainability goals because that way they will know two things. They will know first and foremost what they can contribute to with their decisions every day, but they will also know what their rights are, what they need to expect from companies, from adults, from the government, from their country. What is it you need to demand for the future for it to be sustainable? So I think it's about knowing what you can contribute and knowing your rights. And I hope that every child will grow up knowing what their rights are and what we all need to fight for. Yeah. Uh, so it is true that if we spend our money on the wrong kind of things, like say we're going out to buy a plastic toy, which we really don't need, the money that we pay, like the companies will be like, we have people buying them. We we have people wanting these things. So why don't we just carry on making more? And so they just keep on exploiting the earth. That's how the entire chain reaction happens. So it's best we don't buy these things. You touch on a very, very important point, and that is consumer choices are powerful. Every time you decide to buy something, you're giving money to a business. And that business is then empowered to spend that money, to grow, to create things. So if instead of buying toys that are made out of virgin plastics, we would insist on buying toys that are made out of recycled plastics or that can be recycled or out of materials that are biodegradable, well, then companies would also make a bigger effort to produce things that are better for our planet, where we think about um, the materials uh, in a way that is uh, cradle to cradle, right? What we take from the earth has to go back to the earth one day and it yeah. shouldn't poison our earth. It shouldn't poison our seas and our oceans. And we need to be very mindful of that. And I know that you've been doing a lot of work too to make sure that plastic is gathered and recycled accordingly. So I think that is very, very important. You've done such a great job. Thanks. Why is it time to take sustainability more seriously? We are consuming too many resources of our planet today. Our planet cannot replenish those resources at the pace that we are consuming them. And the population on our planet is still growing. Up to 2050, it's expected to continue to grow, and then that growth will probably ease off. That means more and more people who want food, more and more people who need clothing, more and more people who need housing. And all of that requires a lot of resources and a lot of energy as well. So we need to be mindful of all of this and to accommodate population growth. We need to find a better balance in how we use resources and how we create an economy that is regenerative, not just net zero in terms of not adding more pollution to our planet, but that actually allows our planet's resources to regenerate at the pace that is needed for them to last for the next generations, because otherwise we are, we are robbing our children of their future. If we are not producing sustainably, we are stealing resources from our children's future because we are using too much today that there won't be enough left for our children. And yeah. so once you put it into that perspective, you realize why it is so urgent that we all act. We need to think about what are the things that we really need and 
what are the things that we want just because we want them, but do they have a good or bad impact on our environment? And every single one of our everyday choices has an impact. So whenever we are buying food, are we buying things that are produced locally or are we buying things that have been flown from the other side of the planet? So the same is true if you're buying certain fruits, which are just not seasonal and they're coming from very, very far away to be in your, on your plate. So I think if we just make better choices every day and we are mindful about what we need, we're mindful not to waste. You mentioned often we have so much food waste. That is indeed one of the biggest sources of waste that there is today. And uh, many people are working to minimize that so that restaurants don't waste so much, so that portions become smaller. Because in, in many restaurants, uh, people go because they just they say it's, it's relatively cheap and you get a huge quantity of food. But then if you don't finish it, it's all bad for the environment. So these are all things that we can all contribute to. Yeah. And another common thing that people usually think is that something that's not from your country is more valuable than what is from your country. I must say I do love Indian food. I wish I could come to India just for that. <laughs> yeah. So yes, it is true. We tend to like things that do come from far away. And there are specialities, of course, that are just made in certain places in the world. And that there's nothing bad about global trade as such. But it's about the proportions of it. You know, if uh, we are consuming everyday things that come from the other side of the planet, that's not so good in terms of the amount of pol pollution for that transport. And whether it's by plane or by sea, just the amount of ships crossing our oceans every day create not just pollution because of the, the oil and gas that is used for them, but also the noise pollution Noise pollution is actually one of the worst things for animals in the sea and for the marine life because it disorients them, it disturbs animals so much. So there are many forms of, um, of pollution that we need to consider. If the boats would even just go slower than they do today, you could reduce noise pollution by 50%. And that would be so beneficial yeah. for so many animals. That is true. It's like if we were marine animals, like someone builds a pathway through your house without even asking some permission or something from you. They're like, oh, look, good place to uh, build a pathway. Woohoo, let's go and build it. And then they yeah. start hacking through your house. And then you're like, what you doing, man? This is my house. I'm living here, right? But then they keep on going. And then finally they build a roadway. And then um, there are people going all around. There are females like, Man, this is my house, not a flea market. Yeah, so there you go. That's a little bit what we're doing with the oceans. And that's also what's happening to many forests. We're just taking them as if we own them without thinking about the animals that live there who actually own those habitats and who should have a say about, well, you know, take a little bit, but don't destroy it all. Let's find a balance in everything that we do. Yeah, and some animals tend to even go on strike when their forests are cut down. Like sometimes in the news, you see angry elephants and cheetahs running all over the place. 
Yeah, and you see so many many animals dying whenever there are forest fires. Yeah. We've had a lot of those in Europe this summer. So many forests have been destroyed by the fires because of climate change. And uh, it takes years and years before a forest grows back. So the level of destruction is just terrible and the same is true with flooding. You know, mm. flooding is just uh, terrible for all the people affected, but also for all the animals. We often forget how drastic it is for all the little animals that just drown in water. All the mice and the rabbits and the, the insects and you name it, anything that crawls on the ground just can't survive. They can't fly away when it's flooding. So if they don't yeah. find high ground and they don't find something to climb up, they're, they're just passing away and that kills an ecosystem. So we need to be much more mindful of how we treat our planet and our daily choices are so important. Yeah, that is really, really true. Trees kind of put all this stuff into control and the phytoplankton levels in the sea are like either too much or too less. So the rain cycles are also getting heavily disturbed because phytoplankton plays a vital role in rain and water cycle. And... If there isn't enough or if there is too much, then there might be too much rain or too less rain. That's why some parts experience droughts or some are experiencing floods. Exactly. There are so many negative consequences. And that's why it's important for children to know what these sustainability goals are, as I said, because they know their rights and they know what to demand of companies and businesses. So whether you're buying from a company or whether at some point you're investing in that company and buying shares of that company, you want to make sure that you're putting your money in a place that's going to do good things for the planet and not give it just to companies that continue to make the same mistakes as in the past. That is right. How can you address sustainability through finance? So there are two ways to do this from a consumer angle, which is what we just discussed, right? Whenever you decide to buy something, whether you're buying a toy, whether you're buying a book, whether you're buying clothes, whether you're buying energy, right? Does it come from wind power? Does it come from solar energy or does it just come from fossil fuels? Uh, these are all decisions that we make on a daily basis that can have a very important impact. But also, uh, when we think about finance, investing has a huge influence. Investing is nothing else than giving money to businesses so they can run their business, right? Every, every business mm -hmm. needs funding to be able to produce the goods and services that they are making. And that funding comes through share capital, if you buy shares, or through loans, which would basically be bonds on the liquid markets. If you are giving your savings to businesses by investing in them, you can have a lot of influence. So today, there are several criteria that investors look at when they are assessing where to invest and which companies to give their money to. So they will look at the environmental impact of businesses but they will also look at the social impact of businesses. Are they doing good things for people or are they treating their employees like slaves or are they even forcing children to work, which is illegal? Children must be allowed to go to school. 
And they will also look at a third dimension, which is called governance. Governance essentially has got to do with a company being on their best behavior. No cheating, no cutting corners, no, you know, going behind people's backs saying that you're doing one thing, but you're actually doing another. That is what governance means. It means being honest and acting with integrity. Environment, social and governance are the three dimensions often abbreviated as ESG that are relevant when we look at deploying our investment. But it goes beyond that. I think ESG is a first step to assess how sustainable a business might be. But you can also go further by really looking at impact investing. Impact investing means that you're not just investing for a financial profit, but you are intentionally investing for a positive environmental and social outcome, which is integral to the way the business is run. And today, as I mentioned uh, before, businesses are looking at not just achieving net zero, so reducing their carbon footprint, but at becoming regenerative. Are companies capable of giving back resources to our planet to allow our planet to replenish itself in a way that allows us to produce more effectively, more efficiently with the resources we have without depleting them? Yeah, some big companies are like Lego and all that who are looking towards shifting their normal fossil fuel based hard plastics into plastics which we can get from cornstarch. Can you tell us about how you're working with the UN via your books? So indeed, the United Nations has endorsed uh, this book, A Smart Way to Start Doing Good, and it has been published in the United Nations Library under the title Start Doing Good, SDG. So a child-friendly abbreviation of Sustainable Development Goals. And uh, it's been published in the UN Library in English and in French as well. And it's available for free. So everybody can access it. I'll be happy to share the link so that you can share that with all of your podcast listeners. And um, it really just serves the purpose of raising awareness for the Sustainable Development Goals, allowing any child to read this book online, allowing any parent to read it together with their children, and for people to share as far and wide as they would like to. Because I think that if we raise awareness, we can also have more impact. Every single person's actions matter. And collectively, we can have a whole lot more impact if we are all more mindful of what we're doing every day. It's really something to be in touch with the UN and they publish your book into that very library. Yeah, I'm very, very, very happy about it. And uh, I must say it was a huge honor that they would consider this book for their perception uh, change program, which is all about raising awareness, because a lot of work has been done. um, Also, thanks to Greta Thunberg's work to raise awareness amongst teenagers that they have an influence on our world. But not so much work has been done to really raise awareness for primary school kids. And that was my objective, to create an easy way for kids to engage with a complex topic, but broken down in simple rhymes so even small children can understand that this is the world's to-do list and this is what we're all here to help solve for. Yeah. When and how do you think children fit in into the 
whole of the sustainability narrative besides doing cookie shops to lend the money to WWF or going on strikes? Anything else like sustainability, something we could do on a large scale? Yes, I think that for pretty much every goal, there is something that a child could do. So when we think about no poverty, there's a lot that we can do with all of the resources that we no longer need, whether it's clothes, whether it's toys, to give them to people who cannot afford these things once we've grown out of them. When it comes to zero hunger, there's a lovely app by the United Nations, which is called Share the Meal. And you can just give tiny, tiny little amounts of your pocket money. But that will enable other children who don't have a warm meal to actually get access to to food and to quality food. And then when it comes to good health as well, I think that one of the main aspects of health is really mental health. You know, when people struggle, it's just nice to know that they have a friend that they can go to, that other people are there to support them. We can't necessarily always take away all their aches and pains if they are in physical problems. I mean, that you need a medical system for that supports But even just knowing that you have a network of friends that you can rely on whenever you're going through something difficult in life, that they are there for you, that is something that every single one of us can offer other friends, other children, other adults. So I think that really on on many of the dimensions of the SDGs, if you go through them one by one, there are ways to share, there are ways to get engaged There are ways to make a tiny little difference, even if it's just on a very local level. But if everybody would do just a little bit more, we could certainly find ways to improve the conditions of our planet. Yeah, every SDG has its beauty and something or the other we can do. If we decide that we want to take up these SDGs, then the business can work towards those SDGs. And I think the beautiful thing is that so many businesses today have already proven that it's not because you're running a business sustainably that it has to be less profitable. So it's not a trade-off between either I make money as a business or I do something good for the planet. We can do both. If we are creative enough and if we really put our heads together, we can find sustainable solutions to make sure that the businesses we are running today can be run differently in the future and uh, just be done in a way that is going to be better for our planet and for people and for all of the nature, all of the animals. Yeah. In this very episode, it was a great mix of financial stuff and sustainability and SDGs. And we also got to learn a lot about what we can do. The entire world should come together to really do what these SDGs actually mean because after all, it's the United Nations and when nations unite, it makes a world. I totally agree with you, Sirona. That is so wise what you just said. When we all come together, we can move mountains. There is no shortage of capital on this planet for us to achieve the sustainable development goals. It's only a question of how we deploy it, how we share it, and how we use it with intentionality. So being aware is the first step towards doing much better in the future. Yeah. So that was another great interview with you, Dr. Mara. I feel honored to be learning so much from you about sustainability. Thank you for being on my show. 
Thank you for having me. It's been absolutely delightful. It has been delightful for me too. Well, for many of us, sustainability is not yet a topic to be taken seriously. Well, it's time to change that attitude. Like Dr. Mara explained, it's super important to think more than once on what we are about to buy. This habit will hugely help our financial sanity and help have a more sustainable earth. You could follow Dr. Mara and support her in many ways. Just visit smartwaytostart.com. Please do let me know if you learned something new today. Thanks a ton for listening. Bye.